Charge. I got it. Cold Cans Nation, for the last three months, most of us have been stuck at home. Homebodies, if you will. And much the same way, between Prohibition and 1976, Coors, the banquet beer, was a homebody as well. Available in only 11 states, all in the West. The stuff was unpasteurized, contained no preservatives, and had to be kept cold, so long journeys just weren't a possibility. The first steps towards national distribution actually came in the 1950s, when Coors helped pioneer the use of cold filtering, sterile filling, aluminum cans, and refrigerated trucks, but it wouldn't reach all 50 states until it landed in Indiana in 1991. So in that way, much like the American public must be going forward, Coors Mm. has a history of being a survivor and did end up navigating a banquet-free prohibition by operating a porcelain plant. Chemical and scientific porcelain had previously been imported from war-ravaged Germany, as well as making non-alcoholic Coors pure cereal beverage during the prohibition. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> um, government-controlled distilled a alcohol. beverage. <laughs> they, they, they made government-controlled distilled alcohol, which was diverted to pharmacies for sale with people with prescriptions and malted milk that they produced until 1957 and sold as far away as Australia. So, with a bit of ingenuity, we can come out of this as survivors. And I think today on the show, uh, Nick and I need a bit of help and a bit of ingenuity, and we've introduced a very special guest to provide that and drink a Coors Banquet beer. Hello. Oh, cheers. 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 It's a fast fade out on this service we're using. Cheers. (laughs) And and before we, we introduce the guest, um, Nick, what's the last time you had a Coors Banquet beer? Got to be the last time we recorded it for Cold Cans, my friend. And we came very close to just re-recording the exact same cold open as we did that time. <laughs> yeah. On this we had to stop let ourselves. Me, let me check when the April uh, 12th of 2019, just over a year ago. Wow. Makes you think. A different world makes, makes you, you think. think. It does make you think how time moves in a linear fashion. Fascinating. Uh, no, we're not doing bumps anymore. And you don't know, we, the listeners don't know who that voice is. Um, and to introduce that voice, I want to say they're most likely, probably, I, I mean, almost 100% certainty would not be this podcast or the studio in which we operate, if not for our guest today on the show. Uh, he, well, it's not <laughs> sad, it's been happy. Uh, he, he is. <laughs> He's no longer living in Seattle, but helps get this all off the ground. He currently lives in L.A. where he's making film and and writing screenplays and doing a bunch of awesome creative shit. So thank you for being on the show. Longtime friend, longtime uh, a listener, as I understand it, Alex Gamberg. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's true. I'm a longtime listener. I've been, I've How been long? listening since the beginning. How long? Name the date. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hold on give me just one no second i believe here. you <laughs> i believe you no, that's, that's awesome that's awesome and you know i haven't been listening to a lot of podcasts lately what i found is that because i'm not driving i don't have that that trigger that cue to to cue me to open up the podcast app and press Agreed. play so i was 
a few episodes behind when you guys asked me to come on mm-hmm. and I've been catching up in the past couple days. I had six six or so episodes to catch up on. Oh god. It, it was an interesting well it was an interesting six episodes because this was this was like it I think the first one was like at the at the end of February, so it was like the very beginning of, of what was going on. So it's almost like reliving Oh no. Reliving this kind of slow descent into into madness in the over the course of two days. Um, <laughs> and you, and it and was, you joined us at the Nadir. Oh yeah. Based on the last episode, I think you guys are <laughs> you know, full apocalypse now uh-huh. style. <laughs> yeah, we were losing it a little bit. It was giggly and uh, bumper filled. It was, it was fun high. though. I think it was in much needed yeah much needed but <laughs> just like that bumper suggests much needed bits g- gags gaffs i think the last episode was more more the hotel scene where he's dancing martin sheen is dancing and and like i think he smashes his face on a mirror i don't know it's before hopefully this mm. episode will lead us down the river and into the the heart of darkness and, right. and you're our Marlon Brando. I'm Marlon Brando. You are. Yes. <laughs> Many still... people have made that comparison before. <laughs> Is that because you're always shoving cotton balls in your cheeks? <laughs> I like the taste. <laughs> what can yeah, I say? He, he, hey, the, guys. the Brando thing came afterwards. He liked the taste first. And somebody's <laughs> like, this is Brando, right? And Alex was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. And it just happened to be October 31st, um, so it was a Halloween costume. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh, can you guys hold up your cans? I'll get a screen yes. cap. All right. These are fun cans. Here, I'll tell Very you what. I'll fun. turn mine so it's this way. Okay. Cool. We've good, done capped the screen. podcasting on air. Um, nice. Love so, Alex, when did you go? You The, the history with us is uh, we were good friends years and years ago um, in Seattle, spent a lot of time together, did a bunch of stupid creative stuff together, which was a lot of fun. And I cherish, when did you move down to LA? Um, I moved down here. I think it was 2015. Man. feels about right. It's yeah, it's, it's wild. It's been five years, but it feels like it's been, it feels like it's been five years, but it's, it is, you know, it's a city that takes a while to get used to for sure. LA. And Seattle too, I think, but LA, I think in particular, it's so mm-hmm. it's so spread out that uh, it's hard to kind of get your bearings here. So I I do think like five years here is kind of like the equivalent of two years in Seattle. Really? So yeah. In terms of like in terms of like meeting people, like inter- like as friends and acquaintances that you can kind of hang out with to spend time with, or in terms of like starting your professional endeavors that you're pursuing while you're oh i think i think both i mean you know i guess it's not totally a fair comparison because i wasn't i didn't come down here and start working at a large company where i could meet people um yeah i mean we we worked to get we worked at microsoft together in seattle for for those who don't know and on my first day joey came down into my office and introduced himself to me like a a human (laughs) a human (laughs) being and we you know hit it off yeah, uh, you know, that was that was that. Um, but uh, I think you asked me what what team I was on uh, at Microsoft, and I said Intune, and you said, "Okay, that's established," because that's like the <laughs> that's like the product we work on. Like if I was yeah. in that building, it meant I was working on Intune. Yeah, 
No, it's okay. You you need to know more than that. I think that if, if the team anything, is like the three me. people you work closely with, right? <laughs> if anything, that endeared me to you because a lot of people would start their job and I would talk to them about their job and they would talk about it in some sort of advanced way as if right. they had already known their whole lives they were going to have this job and they knew what their well, blah, their level is and where their status rewards cards go and i didn't know any of that shit and then talking yeah. to you you were like i similarly don't know what the fuck i'm doing and that was great it was the start of a great relationship I'm yes glad that we're we're still friends based on our mutual not knowing anything yes going on yeah it uh yeah it was a lovely lovely relationship and i was so simultaneously uh uh thrilled that you were going down to pursue you know uh I think initially being a, a screenwriter, but it sounds like you're you're now working on projects where you're kind of being the jack of all trades, doing the everything regards to with regards to your your project. And uh, it's it was just very cool to see you do that, but also sad to see you go uh, from Seattle. yeah yeah no it's it's, yeah. it was it was definitely a tough move to make yeah and I miss and it you up and there. Nick, you and Nick kind of just missed like by not long. I mean months. Yeah where Nick moved to Seattle and, and, and you had moved away. Right. Yeah. I think it was more like weeks. Honestly, I moved in so crazy. I don't know the exact month you moved, I guess, but September of 2015 was when I moved um, to Seattle you were yeah. gone. That's, I only yeah. heard whispers of the legendary. Really strange. really strange. Ships passing in the night. Yeah. Truly. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite people. Uh, and then we finally long overdue had you on the show and you said, uh, I want to have one of my current favorite beers is not this beer. It's Goose Island IPA. Yes. And Nick and I, I'll tell you today, thought, well, that's going to be no problem. We'll head to our local grocery store. Nick lives above one right now. And uh, we'll head down there. We'll buy a Goose Island. And as you put it, Alex, to me, uh, after... I guess a lot of attempts to try to send this to Nick and I, uh, you led us on a bit of a wild goose chase, if you will, Nick. I did. You don't have a oh, bumper sorry. for it? No, I do. Sorry. Wild goose chase. And we couldn't find the beer anywhere. And so we, we landed. <laughs> yes. It, we were in the grocery store and it was a lot. That of one works. <laughs> And uh, we landed on Coors. So why did you end up picking Coors? Maybe not as your first pick, but why did you go with Coors as your second? Coors, well, I mean, I like, I actually like Coors Banquet. I think, I think Coors Banquet is actually a good beer. I mean, not like a good, good, good beer, but um, as someone who's not, you know, a, I don't drink a lot of beer. Um, mm -hmm. I don't have the most refined taste. So to me, Coors Banquet is, you know, it's not good, but it's, it's refreshing. It's got, there's flavor in it. Um, and I just have good memories of Coors Banquet too. I mean, I think this was like a very, this was like junior, senior year of college, a very common thing for us to have around. Um, Hell yeah. I think you, I think you kind of senior year, you start to think maybe you, you've graduated the light, Coors Light a little bit and you <laughs> sure. decide to get fancy and get some banquets and yeah. get excited Coors about heavy. it. You've already Coors gained heavy. the freshman 15, the sophomore 70. And the junior, oh, God, that's a tough one. That is a tough so one. You can drink knows. the heavy beer. Junior gigantic. Uh, you're, you are a junior gigantic. Yeah, the junior giant phase. Now you're <laughs> senior sipping heavy beers. Yeah, there you go. 
And then your adults. Yeah, we can move on. So Coors, I I pass right by Coors every time. I did not have that experience in college. I was drinking okay. light beer, and then we were poking around with other like cheap, I guess, heavy beers. But I, for whatever reason, we I never ever drank Coors. I still don't. We walk right by it in the grocery store. For some reason, I think it's not good. I think it's because I in early college, I was drinking a lot of Coors Light, and I tried a Coors Heavy. And I was like, this sucks ass. There's flavor. I don't want this flavor. I'm doing this to, I don't know, put it in a beer bong or something. Why would anybody do this to themselves? And then I never went back to it. And the two times on this show, the first time we introduced Coors, and now here on the the new alternative, uh, I like it both times. It's really good. I agree with you. It's uh, it doesn't have like a skunky flavor at all. It's really smooth. But has good beer flavor. How how is it on the cost range? Like this compared to like a you know like I mean obviously it's more expensive than Rolling Rock or something, but that's akin to this in terms of not really being a light beer, being a more flavorful beer. Maybe that's why it wasn't catching on in college. Yeah, I, I think Coors Light is also a little more expensive. Like if you're just drinking light uh, beer, why not just drink the cheapest possible thing on the market? Yeah. And and I think this is similar if. If you're going to spend some money, it feels like to me like this is we've talked about this on the show. This is in the Applebee's land where if I'm going to spend some money, why don't I buy like a good local beer? And if I want to spend no money, I'll truly spend no money and get the cheapest beer. But why would I buy a Coors? And this, no, I think that's I think that is the apt criticism of a Coors Banquet is that it, it yeah. is kind of in a no man's land. Um, I don't remember exactly how much it was, but it's. It's definitely like more expensive than you would think it is for mm. what it is. Um, and it, it kind of inches into that territory of like, yeah, I'll spend an extra $2 to get a six pack of something kind yeah. of nice. They've got that boomer market cornered. Yeah, that's it. It's They're, nostalgia like for people older than us. They rigged the economy so that they can buy Coors Banquet beer. Yeah. Without blinking. But I, I, I've also always really liked the label, the Coors Banquet label mm-hmm. on the cans. And they have the, the, the bottles are actually kind of nice looking as well. They're, they've got like the short little stubbies. stubby bottles. Yeah, yeah. the stubbies. And, but and I think, pointed... yeah. Go ahead, Alex. No, I just, I think the design is, it's very classy uh, in a way that I think a lot of mass market beers are not. Um, yeah. It's not in your face. It feels kind of like a. It feels like kind of like a design that I would believe if if I heard someone say that they hadn't changed this design since the beer was you know invented or whatever. I I would believe it. Yeah, they have that like classic script. Their logo is that classic Coors script that you'd see in like some some mountain bar. Honestly, it does feel good mm-hmm. to hold one of these. Nick also pointed out that also this can that we're holding. Nick has a screenshot, and all of you fanatics will see it on Cold Cans Media accounts social accounts follow cold cans pod <laughs> we get a hundred dollars every time we get a new follower yeah <laughs> who, who gives us a hundred dollars <laughs> the um, government <laughs> jeffrey katzenberg okay we have Spreading a small word on quibi <laughs> no we're not going back there we have a small Come business on. association <laughs> loan uh that is contingent on likes and followers so follow now uh Legacy series, it says, is this can logo. And I 
to your point, love this can. This is a great can. And Nick pointed out it's a little like taller and skinnier than it normal is, twelve it? ounce cans. Yes. That's fun. Yes. It's somewhere between a normal twelve ouncer and like what you see hard seltzer coming in where it's like but really it is, skinny. It is still twelve ounces, right? Yeah, it is. Like you could fool me you could have told me that this was like a fifteen ounce can or something like that. Yeah. And that's why the yeah. shape was was like this. But I guess it's just a little bit uh, less wide. It's a little bit thinner. Yeah. And, and taller. We finally got into an era where it's safe to print the first name Adolf on a um, thing they're selling. It says Adolf Coors Company. <laughs> Why would you Colorado? say we've yeah. finally gotten? You've been waiting for years to get to an era. <laughs> I bet there people have been fighting time. for us to get to this era for. <laughs> you know how many few kids have been named Adolf in the last 70 years? You can name your firstborn Adolf. No one Maybe I will. It's we finally got into an era. You'll be I dream of a world where family. I dream of a world where everyone is named. Every new child is named Adolf. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I like that's it. true acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to be tolerant until everyone is named Adolf. It's only right. fair if everyone is named Adolf. <laughs> Are we at the end of the show now? <laughs> so, Alex. I did want to. Do we point out that it says limited release two of three? So they're in theory oh, are different can design. I, I actually also have two of three. Interesting that we did we all get two oh, of three. Okay. Maybe yeah, that's won. like the, where they're at with their distribution now. But yeah. that is cool. Uh, we could collect them all. We could put them up on our mantles. Yeah. You put do them you think up. That your... There are people. Do you think that's what this is about? That there are people who will who will go out there. <laughs> they'll, they'll buy more cores because they want every yeah. that's that's wild to me bury it in a time capsule <laughs> they opened in 70 years and there's not and i, when a I new think Adolf it's great though power. i mean like whatever <laughs> but only because everyone is named adolf exactly um i think it's great that people you know get excited about the things that they're into and they they want to collect them and i think it's cool totally. it's not great it doesn't feel great that it's being utilized by this big corporate structures that's- but yeah, that's the problem, though, right? Why do we need to collect all of these? <laughs> that, right. Because people, they, it, it reminds them of their childhood, that sort of stuff. Like their dad drank Coors Banquet beer or something, or they drank it back in the day. I guess so, but it's just <laughs> when they were a point. It's a company that started this promotion that said we're going to play off nostalgia. Companies so, are and, people. <laughs> that's true. Companies <laughs> right. are individuals. Point counterpoint. A long-held stance from cold cans. Um, our lawyers are nodding. Companies are individuals. And yes, Joe Glock LLC and Nick Patriot LLC agree. Yeah, we do agree. And we are not liable for anything said on this entertainment podcast, as we've reiterated before on the show. Um, but I, I, I'm not into the collecting thing, especially empty canisters of beer or anything that I consume. I do kind of I do kind of like the idea that somebody's out there like, ooh, it's a late limited series. I'm excited. I'll wait for one out of three, two out of three, three out of three, and I'll have them. I, I don't know what I'll do with them. I'll put them in the basement, but I'll have them. That's fun. I don't know. It's kind of fun. I mean, it's it's. I I feel like it could go it could go either way. It just depends on how you're looking at it. There's yeah. there's definitely something dark there. I think. <laughs> but it also it's also like you know you go through antique stores now and it's you know they've got the they've got the full set the complete set of the special edition 
course or Heineken or whatever, you know, old beer. Uh, and you know, it's, it's cool. It's kitschy, but I don't know. I just think it's interesting to look ahead. Do you think that'll be valued in 60 years for us? Like, do you think there will be, there will be antique, an antique market going forward? Or do you think that was more like of a dying generation? Wow. Yeah. It's a, in the market, right? I mean, aren't we all, right. don't we all want to harken back to our times where we were carefree and had no stress and, and, you know, right. experienced our firsts in a million different ways. And, and, and then that feels good That's to see that can again. Sure. Nick, what were you saying? Sorry. It, I... <laughs> uh, it will be interesting. I don't know if things were mass produced in such a way back then, like things that are antique now were not as mass produced as things mm. that people are like saving now. I think like, like this course can, for instance, um, or maybe they're not made to as high of quality, so they won't last mm. as long. Right. A lot of that stuff is valuable because it lasted for such a long time. But yeah, it's tough to say. I actually, that theory is, is spot on. It goes back to the like that legacy series thing. Like this is, if you collected Coors over time, again, kind of weird. But if you did, that's fine. Like every decade, I when they change their branding, I still have a can and i love coors so much but with this legacy series again this is just a an advertisement promotion you're just collecting advertisements you're not collecting the original thing you're collecting what the company mass produced to make for you to collect so i think to that point i don't see this succeeding it's fun it's fun to look at but you know they're they're also burying it they're not really pushing like you got to collect them all like a beanie baby or something. It's it's just at the Maybe bottom. Maybe that of the adds game. to the, the legitimacy, yeah, that, though. If it's well, that's part know. of the rush is realizing that you have exactly. to get the, the other two. That rocky mountain. Without that, rush. it's just you know, it's just a corporation telling you what, telling you what to do. Without that, it's pornographic. Yeah, and corporations telling you what to do is not something we stand behind at Cold Cans LLC. However, Cold Cans LLC is putting out open call if anybody can go out there and collect all three limited edition cans we will venmo you one hundred thousand dollars when you send it picture to us from broken well nick will or alex will maybe, i think that's over he's... the the allowable daily amount i think that i think there's a cap probably oh sorry You're guys gonna, you might have to send that over the course of a few years that was part we'll, of our gambit, though. That I was we going to say, Alex, we'll, we'll edit this out. We won't tell the nation this, but uh, these are the scams we run in every fucking episode. Oh, okay. So if you can oh, just okay. kind of keep it under No, that's, the... that's great. Okay, that yeah, let's cool. take another take there then. $100,000, Alex. What do you think? Wow. Oh, but I'm, <laughs> you're, showing me the, you're showing me the money right now. That's a, yeah, here it is. Several briefcases. Yeah, I've got it in cash. Just but then piled we'll convert up in it. your room. Yeah, I'll convert it back to digital for Venmo. Uh, <laughs> where were we? Oh, I I had a question. Can I ask it? Is it the asking question portion of the show, Nick? Or are we? I'll allow it. All right, uh, Alex. You said you don't drink a lot of beer in Los Angeles, and I am cracking my second. Um, however, uh, is beer culture at all different down there? At least when you're hanging around with people. You were in Seattle for a while. You saw the craft beer boom. Uh, hoppy IPAs are the thing in Seattle. Uh, all of the little local breweries are doing that around us. It's very much a beer city. What's your perception of uh, of drinking in LA? Is it beer? Is it something else? 
It's uh no, I think there's definitely a beer scene here. I mean, I'm I'm the worst person to ask about it. Um, but I think, yeah, I see I see like little breweries here and there, and you know they've got people coming in and eating there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, know. you know, we'll wait staff bringing sure. items to and from <laughs> the tables. Nice. Uh, and bathrooms? Sometimes money is exchanged. <laughs> yeah, there's... Oh, yeah, they've got bathrooms. Good. That's pretty cool. Even in LA, so, they have bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, so Beer City, for sure. Have you ever city. been to Firestone Walker Brewery? I have not. Okay, because that's sort of a California institution. I When I was actually last in LA and had uh, seen you, I went there with another buddy of mine good spot it's like definitely an established craft brewery um that okay. distributes pretty widely at this point um so if you're ever in the mood for drinking some beers with some wait staff to bring you those beers right do they have money, do they have bathrooms there they do quite okay quite because i have a very that. active bladder mm-hmm. do they have good bathrooms this is an honest question they were, they were pretty good bathrooms at the location i went to i do remember them there there weren't a lot of holes to be uh filling but uh they were clean uh-huh. Hold on, what? In the bathroom? You know what I mean. <laughs> sewer holes. <laughs> I'm sure that I don't. Yeah, I when they crack a hole in the sewer and you just do your business right into it. That is you know all I'm talking about. about. <laughs> I don't uh, know why, but the, the image that came to my mind, <laughs> mind was just a, ba- a bathroom with just holes in the wall. <laughs> like lots of holes. Glory hole as a men's bathroom. room where you just you just go in and insert insert your penis and relieve yourself mess free right but the the glaring hole in the plan this grand architect's plan <laughs> is what if you have to go poo poo in that bathroom you oh, now have the aim and there's not good aim there funnels funnels yeah oh, Nick has thought about this from every step of the way you Which, uh, by the way funnel type of hole or something in, in itself is a funnel a hole mm. funnel a hole tool it's a tool for a hole it's a fun hole <laughs> you guys give me you guys feel me here? give yourself fun one a funnel is uh is a hole tool to it's it's effectively what urinals and toilets are right it's just funnels we just filled funnels with a little bit of water it's just the funnels yeah, and you piss and shit, and then when you piss and shit into the funnel, instead of it being dry and it kind of getting kind of stuck there, there's a little bit of water there, and it helps get rid of it, right? Yeah, no, it is It is essentially just a funnel. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know why I never thought of that. No, I mean, it is... It is why haven't you thought of that? <laughs> it is like anything that involves water, anything that involves you know getting rid of a liquid is probably gonna at some point boil <laughs> boil down to a, a some fun. sort of a funnel that's a good point <laughs> whether it's whether it's sink <laughs> so that's been a sink, the la beer scene segment <laughs> <laughs> oh, i i think i turned Art. out to be your marlon brando after all <laughs> Are you uh, are you much of a drinker of any other alcohol, or do you do you not? It's not not. not I would really say beer your, is uh, the most common thing that I drink. Okay. Okay. Um, and I I do I think when I drink beer generally it's like a an IPA that's not too too 
flavorful, like sure. a Goose Island, um, which is something that's fairly easy to drink. Yeah, we um, get it. We couldn't find the Goose Island. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just that I have a six pack in my mini fridge, and <laughs> I went least... out and I put my li- I put myself in harm's way to get that. So it's not yeah. a big deal. Risk just... it all. I'll Venmo request you for it. It's it's fine. Venmo Nick. Nick's got the Nick is the treasurer of Cold Cans LLC, so he'll take care of it. Yep. us on okay. Venmo. Cold and Cans LLC. I'm out of the picture a little bit. I'm kind of just a, like an independent contractor contributor type situation. Um, can I had another segment? I have two more segments. I have a lot of segments. Oh boy. <laughs> well, what do you think, Nick? Should I not do them or what? <laughs> I got a bunch of hair in my mouth. I think. Oh no. Yeah, do your segments. What do you have love, for us, Joe? I'd love to hear a segment. Yeah, I, it's always as I can say as a listener, it's always fun when you come out and say I have a segment because nice. it's you know it's a it is a clean start. Yeah, it's yeah we can refresh. Maybe you we'll can, do a callback to one of our earlier bits, right? And then it'll be. But a not real everything has to be minute. funneled through what was discussed earlier. <gasps> wow, that's what the, they said. Five minutes ago. All right. Here's my segment. Nick, cue the music. I'm not telling you what it is. Cue the music first. Anticipate what it's going to be. This is Cold Cans Classics, where we reminisce on a classic call or callbacks. This is Cold Cans Callbacks. No, don't give me an extra bumper. Keep the music going. Um, Long before Cold Cans... There were two active podcasts um, really competing with one another in the podcast landscape, one of which was a podcast called I Hate the Bachelor. It was hosted by Nick Patry, and it was successful. One of which... What did I say about the bumpers? One of, one of which was that, and then the other one was not as successful, but was a lot of fun, and it was called Down the Hatch, another drinking... Oh, come on. We were having fun. Down the hatch, another drinking another drinking kind of title. And this Heck is yeah. a this was a this was a uh, podcast about rewatching Lost and it was hosted by two young, very virile, extremely virile young men. Mm. Um with myself and Alex Gamberg on the pod hosting Down the Hatch. And so I wanna talk about I wanna go back and I uh that's it. That's, I just wanted to mention that. Really, it's not much we of a have to go back. Uh, it was supposed to be called "We Have to Go Back: Rewatching Lost," but somebody yes. had already made that podcast, and we were we so couldn't... we were so early on that we were thinking we would maybe still call it that, even though there was another podcast with that title. I actually still <laughs> think we should have done that. That, that was it was such a better no, title. Boxed them out. It boxed was a much better it. title, but. And they had, I think, to yeah, to the, to your credit, they had stopped making episodes. I think after like a few, so it was like a dead podcast that was still just out there, right? But it would have been, I think, it would have made it hard for people to find, for our right. our thousands and thousands of fans to find us, right. which is what Nick, it's really all about. It's about the fans. It's about the fans, and Cold Cans fans. We're all in this together. Uh, Nick had legitimately did have thousands of listeners to I hate the bachelor. We didn't. Yeah. I don't know what we had, but it wasn't that much. Uh, but it was a lot of fun hundreds. and I miss lost. I love Low lost. Hundreds. I loved, I loved watching it with you and talking about lost with you. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was a blast. It was a blast. And it was really fun to be like, you know, 1% involved in, in I hate the bachelor too, to, you know, 
talking to you guys about it and just seeing that there was that was received very well. It was yeah, it was our most successful it was podcast insane. that at the time. <laughs> white Noise uh, Network. It, white noise noise network. Had... It, it remains White Noise Network's top yeah. top running podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a fun show. Me and uh, Andy. I don't know if we've said his last name on here before, but uh, it was fun. Alex did the uh, <laughs> cover art there? for it. Beautiful yeah. rose um, set on a the deep abyss of a black background, reflecting the um, void nature of most souls of people who appear on The Bachelor. Um, now yeah, the show from Google neat. Images. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's metaphorical in a sense, you know. No, I put it together it. in Photoshop. I'm a whiz. Um, <laughs> I'm a whiz with that thing. I'm Photoshop whizzes. See, it was easy. Uh, yeah, I think middle-aged women love that show. Oh, as Andy and I talking about because if you went off the people who liked our Facebook page, it was all like middle-aged women. Sure. So uh, that yeah. has to account for a pretty big percentage of the thousands of listeners. Um, this was pre-anchor days, so we weren't making any money off that thing. But uh, a goddamn you know, shame. It so, is. Why do something so what are if the you're not making money? What are the numbers behind this podcast? How much do you guys make? On this one here? <laughs> yeah. I'm Our just Patreon would... nets us about ten K a week. Yeah. When we when we release an episode. Do you guys have episode. a Patreon? Fifteen K when we don't release an episode. No, we don't we do not have a Patreon. <laughs> you should no. you should get a Patreon up there. We should. We would embarrass ourselves. I'd love to be your Patreon. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, I mean I wouldn't we... donate personally, but <laughs> But you would love. I'd lo- I would, would love, love to be could, one. Yeah. Uh, the uh, th- but the, the the thing stopping you is your willingness to donate, not the fact that we don't have one. So if we created one, you still would love to be a Patreon. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I love yeah. the opportunity. <laughs> By the way, do we are we going to eat some olives with this beer? Oh, yeah. Well, right. Actually, I have yeah. two more segments. One is parable or terrible. So let's do it. Uh, we have pimento green olives. Play the music. Yeah. Uh, I gotta I gotta refresh our bumpers here. I, I only have a little bit of that. So, Alex, can you explain why this is our parable or terrible pimento green olive? <laughs> I really can't. Um, <laughs> I I I had this I had this idea in my head, um, in this little sick little fantasy that uh, mm. these would go really well with um, goose IPA. I don't know. I, a lot of times when I'm drinking goose, I I have this sense that it almost tastes like. I get like kind of a green olive taste. Um, I mean, that's only when I'm really drunk, but uh, yeah. And I just, I, I bought them <laughs> just like, I, just like I bought the goose Island, which yeah, again, I will, it. I will be Venmoing you for. Yeah. We got um, the, we, we understand what you do, what you have. And so I think, no, I think it's, I think it's a cool carryover though to Coors Banquet because it is kind of like a, it's a fancy food um, and, and a fancy beer. Okay. Perhaps the fanciest beer. It is the banquet beer, um, and now we are to sit down at our banquet Fit feast for a banquet. of green olives. Um, in your mind, pimento stuffed, this is correct? Yeah. Okay. Now, can I say something? I fucking loathe olives. I oh, can't no. stand the taste of an olive. But I've Any olive? Any olive. I, I, I don't mind olives on pizza because it's just okay. kind of a salt bomb on pizza, so like it works. But like just popping an olive is, is a nightmare, so... Mm-hmm. But I, I, hey. I used to be like you, but I think if th- there are good olives and there are bad olives, bad olives okay. are not worth eating. 
Well, these are we hold in our hands. Good olives are good though. These are Pearl's brand olives that came in little cups, little pudding pudding cups. Uh-huh. I think I actually have good olives. I think I have. They're like filthy brand. They're like eight dollars for this jar. Oh nice. wow! Yeah, which again, I will I will send you a bill for. Please with interest. Uh, <laughs> but it was only one the store had, so I just I had to get him. Remember to send it to Nick. Uh, all right. Much like our podcast on Lost, down the hatch. Mm, good one. They're pretty good. Oh, you like the olives? No. Ooh, I think that's good. I think that's a good pairing. It is good. It's good after a sip of beer. Yep. The the uh, the beer sort of <laughs> watches, coughing. clears out the uh, heat from the pimento and the salt from the olive very well. I think that's good. Joey looks extremely. Joey, yeah, you, you alive over there? I I think the parable is good in that eating that olive was bad, but the beer washed it down very well, as you guys said. Olives effectively are salt bombs, so uh, right. pairing a salty treat with beer, you're never going to go wrong. I can't advocate for Cold Cans Nation to go out there and be just willy nilly eating olives like this. Um, but honestly, it was pretty parable. It worked for a guy who doesn't like olives. It was tough to stomach. I won't eat another one. I'll say that. Thank you for your sacrifice, Joe, first and foremost. Thank I am you. truly one of the nation's heroes in this time. <laughs> uh, parable for me. I'm nom. Nom. No, no, no. That was a good one. Uh, good. Yeah, I imagine it would be good as well with an IPA. So someday we'll have to try that. Once um, Goose Island remains or resumes their distribution. Yeah. Well, actually, we do have two more segments now oh, that you said that. <laughs> um, we we have we haven't hashed this out. So people are going to hear us workshop this on on, on live on show. Um, do we have another episode of uh, what's on Tapper? Jake Tapper, Sean Kennedy. Oh, Katie no, Kurzik. Sure. We're not changing them. What do you want to talk about? What are some other? What are some other uh, newscasters? Dan Rather. Dan. Can rather. Can rather. Yeah, I thought it was like can. I'd rather be not doing this. Uh, Rachel Maddow. Rachel mm. Maddow. Rachel. <laughs> oh, this is bad. Is this the Some of us have it. What do you what want to talk it? about? What do you want to talk about? That Goose Island's distribution. Yeah. That Goose Island's distribution is fun. It is strange. It was more fun to just do the things. I thought we would be able to just hit Rachel. The the Rachel we had can rather. Rachel Maddow, I still feel like we can do. We shouldn't just give up. We're that working answer. on we're working on a back to back here, Joe. You gotta keep the timeline in mind. Oh brother. All right. Well, the what's on Tapper is down the funnel, which is what we all know is how liquids go down to the thing. That's the callback. Fine. Last segment in the first episode of Tours. Left, aren't there? Yeah, there's still two segments. (laughs) No, I I ran out of segments. All right. Uh, In the first episode of Coors that we did, 
we did a segment called Shot or Not. Uh-huh. And this was with Coors, or not with Coors, but then we did uh, Fireball, the alcoholic drink. And I am going to take a sip of it. Nick, are you going to join me? I don't have any Fireball. All right. This is all remote. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Shoot the whole thing. Joey's got a little like travel size airplane bottle of Fireball. Come on. I'll be all pissed up. (coughs) Come on. God. And an olive. <laughs> oh, no. And the oh, olive. He that, the olive. See, I can't imagine that's parable at all. No. Well, that doesn't work. So last time we did this, this was episode 83 or something of, of uh, Cold Cans. You brought in a <laughs> flask full of fireball that you still had from hitting the slopes on that bachelor party. And I had yeah, to do a shooter. That, that was, was not... I call that not. That's not a shot. That's fucking awful. Rotten. Hey, I've got some... This is a keeper. Yeah. What are our last two segments? We have two more segments. (laughs) (laughs) Two more. (laughs) I don't have any more segments. I was having fun with segments. Alex said he liked them. Um, (laughs) I say keep the segments coming. Okay. Two more um, segments. Two more <laughs> segments. This is the two more segments. Thing. <laughs> I don't have. I don't have any more segments. I think we should take this bullet train home. All right. Hey. I got a beer advocate uh, ranking from user Real Johnny Hobo. He says, "Hey, Coors Banquet should be a beer that is celebrated." You might ask why, though. I mean, this is just a corn adjunct lager, but this beer means a lot more, especially in American <laughs> culture. Simply put, let me put it simple to you. This beer at one time was not shipped east of the Mississippi. You might be puzzled as in the last three decades of your life, you can remember seeing the quote silver bullet ads and the blue activated oh. when cold mountains or even the blue inlined cans keeping the beer from ever getting that tin taste. God. But until the mid late to 1980s, oh this God. beer was exclusively found in Colorado and westward. It took until the 1990s to finally get distribution. The cult classic movie, Smokey and the Bandit, really helped to give this brand a, quote, national awareness. Jesus Christ. This is his review? (laughs) Wait a minute. Did Did beer used to taste like the tin cans that it came in? Beer used to be tin. (laughs) You're chewing on tin the whole time. Uh, He gives it a three, three, five, five out of five. Oh, well, wow. I don't know what they do now. There's a lot of there was a lot of there's a lot of nuance to a numerical score that goes to the one hundredth place decimal mm-hmm. when the whole introduction is just now. Are you are you like now you might be asking yourself? Think, yeah, you might you might be thinking, but I have the answer. <laughs> that was the format of his entire review. Didn't even talk about the taste of the beer to the taste. I just didn't read it. Oh, he kept going. It was too long. Yeah. Well, what can I, you, leave? Hey, leave Hobo Joe alone, okay? Yeah. Fair, fair hobo Johnny, Johnny Hobo, Hobo, Johnny Hobo. Uh, there's hobo. nothing problematic about Johnny Hobo. You leave him alone. He does say, "Hey, you can easily see why people call this stuff quote liquid gold." You guys okay. getting that? Yeah, I got it. You getting what I'm saying? We got it. <laughs> Do people call it that? I didn't know that. I thought it was the banquet beer. How many? If people called it that, it would definitely be on the can somewhere. 
That's right. true. I don't think it's called that. It's just called the banquet beer. Just because Johnny Hobo calls it that. Again, not problematic in any way. Uh-uh. So overall, uh, Coors Banquet has a 62 or a poor on Beer so Advocate. We are left to ask ourselves, is this a poor me another? Now you might be asking yourself. <laughs> you might be out there asking yourself, we are left to ask ourselves, is this a poor me another? Or is it just poor down the funnel into the sewage systems? Uh, so this is a new opportunity. Meaning the beer can move up in the rankings or down. New opportunity? I thought it was a alternative. Mm-mm. Oh, no, that's a few. In, yeah, that's okay. New beer. So, okay. Alex, we currently have it at number 50 in the Cold Cans right. Top 100 Beers of All Time. Wow. It's I'm the... a little scared that it's going to. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried that I brought it on your show today and that it's going it to result in it being ranked lower. You put mm. it on our radar for demotion. Wow. I don't know if that's true or not. Nick, can you read, Alex, uh, the Cold Cans Handbook Section 2.1 written and amended by Zach Patry? I certainly can. Um, Heretofore, as it were, as it always shall be, the guests on any given episode of Cold Cans shall not have any bearing on the rankings of the beers, and this shall last until the... Oh, I'm reading here until the 100th episode of Cold Cans. <gasps> We're on episode 109 or other. When's the last time we've read the the, the bylines and the uh, the handbook? It's a hundred. These are these are nil. Throw them <laughs> out the window. So Alex, like the team been... records before the playoffs start in the NFL, you can throw these records out the door. So Alex has an equal one third weight into what we're oh, doing. I don't know does about not that. have one third of the weight of current hosts, but in terms of <laughs> ranking the beer, that. he does have one third of the weight. <laughs> well, with the amount of water retention I'm doing because of these green olives, uh, yeah, he's going to be about one tenth because I'm big fat boy in quarantine. All right. <laughs> so, so if you don't know, vote, it, I, I don't know if exactly I'm interested. What where you want to put it, but just say, do you think it's higher than 50 or lower than 50 um, on the cold cans rankings? You can go from there if you're not comfortable giving an actual number. Or exactly. Yeah, I definitely am not qualified to give an actual number. I mean, what's what's above and what's below it right now? I can so read. This, just to get a sense of the 50s range. I can read from taint to tip 50 to 40. How about I give you, or how about I give you the top, the five above it? So if you were going from the taint up to the tip, you would read 49 Bush, 48 Blue Moon, 47 Who Garden, 46 Montucky Cold Snack, and 45 You Went to Baba Black Lager. And that is the top of our mild card beer tier, my dear boy. Mm-hmm. And if you read from 50 downward, so if you were at the taint and I guess you were going down to like one of the ankles, going down the funnel, as it were. Uh, so from taint to Legs funnel. Legs are just funnels after all. <laughs> 50 downward, 51 Blatz, 52 Corona Premier, 53 Corona Extra, 54 Grolsch, 55 Peroni, the Italian lager. So that's kind of where you're above. That's where you're you're navigating. Wow. So you guys want me to say whether I think it should be higher or lower than it is right now? Yes. Mm -hmm. How is this going to impact your final? I have to know, like, what's 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 at stake here? 
nothing ultimately. This We're is just an in, this, you're just interested. This isn't going to affect the where you put this. Oh, you have one third voice. All in right, this. We're going to here's three, what I'll I, say. I think we should three two one it. Here's what but, I'll say. I well, I'll three two one it. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say it's only tough because you don't know don't, the full rankings or haven't drank all these beers. He could know, know if you are comfortable three two one. I don't know if I'm the right. Look, I will say I don't know if I'm the right first guest to allow to touch these rankings, but I will say that I have a very strong intuition for where Coors Banquet should be on the list. I think he should three two I one. I probably couldn't then. say that about any other beer. Wow. Okay. Um, in any listener at home right now that's just on the edge of their fucking seats can go to Cold Cans Podcast. Hey, and if you're driving, please do so safely. Keep your seatbelt on when you're on the edge of your seat. <laughs> well, Thank you. Sure. Sure, of course. Uh, ColdCansPodcast.com slash rankings where you can find this. Let's three, two, one it. Then, Nick, do you know where you're going to put it? I do know. I do, too. Wow. Uh, so we're all going to do it at once. Yep. In three, two, two one. one. 41. Whoa. Wow. Alex and I both said 50. Leave it Cowards. where it is. Cowards. <laughs> Nick, Nick said 41. So. Higher so than that's Blue Moon? Up. Yes, that is into wildcard territory. 41 was better it, than Bush Heavy. So 41 would put it just ahead of Night Swim Porter, Great Lakes Christmas Ale, and Alaskan Amber, and just behind Bud Light Platinum, Dos Equis, and Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Wow. This is maybe the biggest disparity when we've 3 2 one it before. Nine. Well, I, nine I can off. understand why, though, because I do think – like personally, I I would think that this belongs above Dos Equis, and yeah. But I also think that like it doesn't belong above Blue Moon. You know what I mean? Like this could just be yeah. a. You're saying a the rankings the rank- are. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not absolute. How definitive? did you get that from that? <laughs> They're just not necessarily in the right order. Wow. Well, you're just gonna have to come back on the, the show and do Dos over. Equis. <laughs> Slash right, we'll this interview back. is over. I'm going to recuse um, myself of the, re- the the rest of the ranking. Let's keep, now. It, I think you let's two keep should... it at 50. That I won't have to rearrange the website then when I upload this and change the <laughs> rankings. And I like it. 50, our number 50 beer, Coors. Coors, our number 50. And we don't have to redo the, the website. And uh, Alex and I agreed. Alex, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you, buddy. It's good to see you again. <laughs>